Welcome back viewers to pick up the barbell. Uh, it's week four for us. We're really excited. We got a great guest. Um, Justin and I have been talking to this guy for a while now, trying to see what would work well for him to get on here. And we're just really excited for this journey. So I'm going to hand over to Justin and he's going to introduce our, our guest. All right. So, yep. Welcome back, guys. So pick up the barbell. If you guys are just joining in, uh, how we got pick up the barbell um, from Jesus taking up his cross. So that's kind of what we alluded to. And pick up the barbell is mainly geared towards young men and just what we go through in everyday life. So things we go through and the big thing that we're going to talk about today is marriage. So we have uh, Matt, Marty Glenn joining us today, a good friend of ours, uh, coaches alongside with me. And so we're just going to be talking with him about his marriage, his struggles and things like that. So welcome, Matt. Glad to be here. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. So Matt, so you are a married man. Yes, I am. Yes, I <laughs> Sorry, am. ladies, he's off the market. <laughs> right. Got my queen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, how long you been married, Matt? I've been married for seven years. Seven years. Seven wonderful years. Yep. July 3rd, 2011. I tricked her. I got her. <laughs> yes. She's stuck with me, and it has been wonderful. Nice. Nice. And um, just tell us just a little bit about how um, you and your wife met. Sure. So my wife and I met in college. Um, my junior year, I lived off campus, had a house, which led to some foolish decisions but that's okay and my wife was actually a volleyball player and went home all the time so we literally went to school together for an entire year and never saw each other wow. and then at the end of the year I was given an opportunity to do missions work in Jamaica okay and I was going to be doing work with orphanages and mentoring young boys and doing basketball clinics I was a basketball player and so I'd be playing in a pro league down there doing clinics on the side and then working with orphanages and young boys and my wife was going down for just two weeks to do a volleyball clinic for two weeks and so we met each other going to Jamaica to do missions and it was amazing at first it mm -hmm. was amazing because you know, like first off there's no better time to see someone's heart for the Lord than on a missions trip yeah. now it's fabricated because you have no other mission <laughs> but to love others yeah you know there's no responsibilities other than being a part of a mission which is great and so I saw her heart you know obviously I thought she was smoking she thought the same what up so, <laughs> but we, we had this great connection for two weeks and decided to this is old school so I had to write letters right and you had to buy what, what are those I'll teach you later so <laughs> Old school, like barely even had email because there wasn't much internet connection down there. Um, talked throughout the whole summer, came back and decided to date. And it was the worst year of dating I've ever had. Wow. Oh mm. my gosh. We still make fun of each other for this because I claim she didn't know how good she had it. And she claims <laughs> I thought I had it too good. So, <laughs> and, and, and real talk, like I, before I met her, I had never dated a girl more than two, three months. I was... I would, I would wait for a girl to pursue me. I enjoyed the attention. And once I had all this attention, okay, I'm bored. I'd move on to the next one. Mm. Stupid. You know what I mean? I always say that you can be a, like a serial abuser of women and never even engage in sex. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I was. I would do it for vain reason. I would enjoy the attention. I would enjoy them pursuing me. And so then comes along my wife. 
and we show interest at first. I'm like, all right, I'll come back to the States. She'll see who daddy is, and she'll start pursuing me. Oh, no. My wife, and and I, I give her credit and her dad credit. She was, and this is the way it should be. The woman's the prize. The man needs to pursue. Yeah. Is she worthy of pursuit? And I was a boy. I was a boy. You know, I was a 21-year-old boy who thought she'll eventually come around. And you ever been in that relationship chicken where it's like, I want to find out. As soon as she likes me more, I'll end it. I just want to have power in the relationship, right? Yeah. So we would have this stupid for a year. And we, we lasted a year because we were like, well, we have such a good story. Like, oh, we can't man. let this go. It's got to finish well. No. So a year later, we decided, let's end each other's misery, and we decided not to date. A year later, she has a twin sister. She asks if her twin sister's boyfriend at the time could stay with me, because he was flying in. I was now a high school teacher. Yeah. Sure, come on in. And we hung out two or three times, and it was amazing. And I was like, something's different. And she noticed something's different. But we were hesitant, because it was like, no, we gave this a shot. And we like, prayed over it. And I'll still remember the phone call where I grew a set of nuts. I, uh, <laughs> I remember praying over it and thinking, you know what? Just go for it. Like, I've never put my heart out there ever. Yeah. I had never admitted feelings and desire without knowing it was a yes back. Yeah. And so I call her. She's like, hey. I'm like, what's up? Uh, I'm sweating and you know, I'm like stuttering and stuff. And I'm like, oh, uh, And finally, I was just like, yo, I'm crazy about you. I haven't stopped thinking about you. I feel like we're different. I think this is something good. I don't know where you're at. What do you think? And she just starts laughing. I'm like, oh, dang. Okay, I'll I'll talk to you later. I was just kidding. Like, I don't even know what to say. And she's laughing because she doesn't know how to respond. She's like, I've never had you speak to me this way. Like, I, she's giddy, right? It's good. It's good laughter. So, she, I respect this. She said, you know, I don't want you to ever think that I'm just regurgitating what you said. Give me some time. Mm but let's try to date a little bit. Cool, month later, she knew it was good. She knew it was good and she came back. And we dated for quite a while. Uh, she was hesitant to get married, not because of me, but just the idea of marriage, we can get into a little bit, but and I, man, I was ready to get married, you know, ahora, right now, like yeah. I wanted it. But we dated for four years before we got married. We got married July 3rd, 2011. Man. I ramble, so I apologize. But that's no, how we no, met. That's wonderful. How we got together. How I claimed my queen. The question that I, I, I was thinking about, what would be good for you, maybe even something I don't really, I've never heard your perspective on, but in our world, society has built up this idea of romance. I mean, today, it's a, it's a different dating field with social media and just trying to get to know a woman. And I'm not going to even categorize by age because it impacts everyone differently. I mean, you can just talk to anyone and see everyone's on different levels. But I know personally, like, or just guy talk when we're having it, it's like, you know, like women just, even when you're hanging out with girls, women just want Hollywood romance at times. I don't think they want that. I think they think they want that. They've been and conditioned I, to believe that's what they want. Yeah, at times. And I think even guys suffer from it too, thinking like, sure. no, this is love. No, this is good enough. Or like, this is love. And it's like, I, I think it's having a negative impact on both of us. Sure. But I, I want to know, like, is this realistic for us? Sure. So let me clarify. Romance, uh, and again, I'm, I'm generalizing. But yeah. from what I've seen, a lot of people think romance is how someone makes you feel. Mm. 
that's puddle deep. And you and I have spoken about there's a boy and there's a man. A mm-hmm. boy thinks romance is how someone makes me feel. I think romance is how you act. You know, they always say love is an action. And some people say, well, love's not the same as romance. Well, then you got it confused. Yeah. You know, when I love my wife and I desire to be romantic with her and she desires me to be romantic with, you know, her, I just, it's about how I'm going to treat her. And you know, the greatest way to show romance is when you don't feel it. Yeah. Right? Ooh. Like, you want to be someone's king? You want to be someone's queen? Like, okay, what when they treat you disrespectfully? You want to know the most romantic thing to do is? Love them when they actually do not treat you well. But that's not that's not gonna sell a movie ticket, yep. right? Like, oh, I saw this great movie. This girl was amazing to this guy, and he was a jerk. Go see it. Like, you're not gonna hear that. Yeah. But that is something that is so romantic, and models is we're following Christ. He's the ultimate, yep. right? Christ and his bridegroom. He literally died for people who were spitting on him, who were beating him, who were berating him, and he loved them and died for them. That's difficult. Romance, people want it to feel and be easy. Like, oh, I just want it to be easy. Well, then it's not real. Yeah. It's not real. And for me, the man doesn't want BS. I don't want something that's shallow. I want real. I want depth. I want commitment. And don't get me wrong, I want passion. Yeah. And that's the part that's confusing. Because people feel passion and they feel good. And it's like, oh, so this is it. I would respond with, no, that's now. Passion is how you feel in a moment. A feeling is how you feel in a moment. Romance and love is how you act consistently yeah. with mm. a woman. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. it really does. Kind of stemming off that, going back even a step. Give it to me. <laughs> Sometimes games are fun to college kids or just in relationships. And I, I mainly get to observe it or, you know, even when you're in a relationship, what is that push-pull? What is that appeal? Do you know sure. like, what we... Yeah, what it's, it's fun. Like, there, and I, I got in trouble the other day. I was, this is stupid, okay. Don't do this. But, like, <laughs> we, were, we were hanging out with my wife's family. So it's me with all my in-laws. And they asked, like, I think we were playing a game, and one of the questions was, like, do you ever miss being single? Everybody said no, and I went, yeah. <laughs> but, and I was like, whoa, 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 let me clarify. Like, I remember enjoying the game. Yeah. Like, I remember going to a party and seeing a girl across the room looking good. Song comes on, you're like, get it, all right, let's go, you know. And again, this is old school. Like, you guys would be like, oh, what's your Instagram? No, I'd like, get that number. And I'm talking about on pencil and paper, okay? Yeah. You carried a pen, like, girl, what's up? Like, right? Really? Oh, absolutely. You had to get that number. And so, but that was fun to see if you could get someone interested in you. That's fun. And so that's one aspect of the game. Now, it's a boyish fun. Yeah. A boy thinks it's fun to try to get attention from any and all people he can. A man enjoys that, but he doesn't depend on it. Yeah. You get me? Now, in a relationship, it's fun just play games a little bit and flirt. Flirting's fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, you're giving each other attention back and forth. You're being playful which is necessary. If a relation's always serious, it's exhausting. It's not, it's boring. It's, it's, it's very deep. boring. It's and so a, a relationship has to ebb and flow. There has to be playfulness. There has to be some moments of seriousness. There has to be depth. 
There has to be tough conversations. There has to be a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not that you seek it out. It'll come to you, right? <laughs> you just got to wait. But the game is supposed to be fun. I would say the danger is when all you do is play the game. Yeah. And when you play a game to win at all costs. Like I did with my wife the first time. It was, we'll play games, but I need to make sure I have the power in this relationship. You leave it her on read. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I Don't leave people on. That's a big game that gets played. Yep. And know when you're being let on. That's tough. So that's when you need brothers or sisters around yeah. you to kind of let you know, hey, uh, you're kind of being used or you've been friend-zoned and you don't realize it. Yeah, why, why do you... I think sometimes we know that there's nothing coming or like we, we're so delusional though, and our friends will tell us and we continue to not listen. For two reasons. One, we desire relationship. Yeah. We desire it. And when you have someone that you want to pursue and they don't want it back, it's hard to let that go because you want a relationship. Also, let's be honest, we're competitive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like no one likes going, wait, so she doesn't want me? I'm going to make her want me. All right. No, 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 that's not a challenge. Like when they shut that door, don't knock. Like, okay, later. Like know when it's time to move on. And a lot of times that takes people around you to let you know. And swallowing your pride. Yeah. Yep. That's the other thing. Gulp. Let it go down. All right. So um, one question I had was, yeah, basically about sex. So Yeah, my so, favorite topic. Your favorite topic. So a um, couple questions that kind of stem off of this one. So how did you deal with um, sex before marriage? Did you yeah. dive into it? Did you not? And how did you? Great question. Yeah. Great question. So I want to clarify when I give my personal answers, I want you to understand that I am a failure who is wonderfully forgiven by Christ. And that is always, always important. I have had moments of success, moments of failure, but I try to base my decisions in my relationships off what I saw Jesus say and what the Bible said. So that's formulating my opinion mm-hmm. here. I think the Bible is pretty clear cut about sexual purity. Yeah. There's not really much interpretation there and, and now granted I thought there was when I was younger I remember asking I literally so I went up to my youth pastor in high school and I was like yo so I know you can't have sex I know that I know that like right what about touching the boob like that literally was the question like how close can I get can I get boobie like is that alright like I and like just because all I wanted to know as a young man who was just driven by sexual temptation was yeah, just like man. how much can I do how much can I do and again that's a boy trying to get self-satisfaction and it's tough to recognize that to answer your question so i had i had screwed up and this is one reason why i would end things around three months with girls they knew i was like the good guy who had fun with them and one month we maybe just be kissing a little bit and second month we start doing a little more third month all of a sudden we'd be getting closer to sex i would feel guilty and feel like i had too much attention from the girl and i'd shut it down Talk about a horrendous representation of Christ, right? What a horrible thing to do. Like, I, I hurt a lot of girls when I was younger because I would use the excuse, oh, well, I'm getting out so, I don't, so I'm not impure. What a coward. Like, I was a coward who would just run after misrepresenting Christ. Yeah. And so that was who I was before my wife. My wife, oh, my queen, man, she, she knew what she was worth. And... She didn't need validation from me. Not to, and again, nothing against women who look for that, but that's never going to fill you up. Same with guys. Yep. 
I had a buddy who had slept with 50 girls before high school was over. And it was just like, but he, bro, that's not, never going to be enough. Yep. There's never going to be enough. So when I met my wife, she did something that was really intelligent. So a lot of people say, you know, especially if you're a couple dating, you're like, hey, we don't have sex till marriage. Great. Way to set the bar real low. Like, I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah. Like, there's oral sex. There's touching each other everywhere. There's dry humping. You know what I mean? Like, that stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And so unless you are specific with what you are not going to allow, you're going to be in a moment where you're not sure. And let me just say this. You're never going to make the right choice. Yeah. Right? Like, you're hot and heavy with a girl. She's on top of you, and you start grinding a little bit, and you're like, should I stop? Why are you asking the question then? Because <laughs> you know all you're going to hear is this voice from down below going, no. <laughs> Like, so that's yes. the tough part. Don't try to make the decision in the moment. So this, was, so this is real cool. So my wife, we got together. We were talking about, like, boundaries, which isn't abnormal for any relationship. But she was like, so I know we don't want to have sex. But we need to prevent ourselves from getting near there. Right? When, when there's a battle going on, you don't walk up to the other side's gun and go, let's not get shot. <laughs> no, like, you protect yourself from that. So her rules were, and I remember hearing this and going, that sucks. But she said, no, no kissing laying down. Wow. Was the biggest rule that we had to make sure. Obviously, you know, there was no sex, no touching of certain areas. But she was like, and no kissing laying down. And I was like, it instantly I was like, maybe I can push her up against the wall. Like, I'm trying to think, like, this sounds bad. But I was like, how can we recreate that alignment? Yes. Like, if we're not laying down. I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah. But that rule... <laughs> That rule helps us so many times because think about it. If you're never on top of each other, it eliminates a lot. Yeah. A lot. Like you don't accidentally get to sex without being on top of each other. True. Right? So she was so wise and, and, and also she loved me by that. Right? You understand like I never had a woman love me that much that was like, no, 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 I got this. Dang. We're going to shut this down this way. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sucks. But, <laughs> but he saved us. Yeah. My wife and I got married both virgins. And I grew up in the church. I grew up, I went to a, a Christian college. We barely know anybody who's able to do that. Yep. So it's not like the church has it figured out. No, and I'll say this. My brother, so my brother asked me this question. We were talking about purity, and he was like, hey, you, uh, if you didn't marry Lauren, like if Lauren wasn't so good at keeping you accountable, do you think, I was like, yeah, I'd have had sex. I know I would have. <laughs> yeah. I know I would have. I mean, the, the, the urge was strong in my loins, okay? So it was very <laughs> tough to say no. But that brings me to this. It has to be two people. Yeah. Two people committed to purity. Because one of you is going to be weak in a moment. And if it's all on one person's shoulders, you're just waiting until the one person's weak. If both of you are committed towards purity and not as a legalistic, please understand, and we'll talk about this in a bit maybe, but I'm not saying don't have sex because it's wrong and because you shouldn't do this. I'm not trying to give you a checklist for Christianity. I'm letting you know the Lord has waited to just bless you with a bountiful booty if you wait till marriage. <laughs> there you go. It's true. <laughs> he's, he's blessing that. And he knows how good it is when his design is followed. Yeah. He created sex, right? Don't you think, like, if I get a laptop, I should talk to the people who know about it, right? Whoever created it, you should talk to that person. God created sex to be wonderful. First off, what an awesome God that's like, 
Yeah. Oh, I'm going to give you all this. Yes. Right? Sex is awesome. And he gave that to us. Why not use it the way he intended? Because once we start using it for our own gratification, it becomes a selfish act mm. that is misused and abuses everyone, including the person using it. Yeah. Does that answer it? Yeah. Again, I good. ramble. I know. But, sorry. No, I love it. Yeah. Um, I had a quick one with kind of stemming off yeah. of that. So, what would you tell the guy that, you know, had maybe already had sex sure. already and, and sure. um, yeah, like any like yeah. sexual healing or what would Here's, you tell that guy? This is, so I have almost everybody I know had mm-hmm. sex before marriage. And so we would talk about that. And I was this, it is difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, right? I mean, sex sounded wonderful to me and I had never had it. The person who's had it knows the you know it is to say that it's not enjoyable is a lie yeah sex is pleasurable but it is also amazing to recognize the god we serve like when i have been in my filthiest moments when i have abused women you know and and to be real talk like so i was completely tricking myself that not sleeping with women was i was so good yet i was engulfed in pornography because that was my secret sin and my outlet to my lust that no one ever knew about so keep in mind filthiest rags those are the times when God has scooped me up and pursued me with his love pursued me with his unimaginable unquenchable love and I have prayed with young men I've prayed with young women who feel like they have been whether it's used as property or feel unworthy or men who feel as if they are so deep in sexual sin that they cannot get out I just say that is the moment where you recognize how good your God really is. Mm. The worse I am, the more amazing and impressive his forgiveness is. Like, man, God, you still love me? You still are pursuing me after this? Yes. And by the way, not that this is encouraging it, but that he who sins the most receives the most. Right? Like God has given you the most blessing, the most opportunity. And keep in mind, that's an opportunity for you to bless those around you. If you truly recognize, you know what, man, I did this, I am, you know, I regret this, Lord, I ask your forgiveness, you have received his forgiveness, you now have the opportunity, and I would say if you're following Christ, the privilege and the responsibility to bless those around you who have done similar, mm-hmm. right? Like, I've, yeah. I've met with you. you got to, yeah. right? Because we're all filthy. We're all terrible. Yeah. So no one is going up here going, well, I did this right. Y'all be like me. No, 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 no. We all fell short. Christ set the bar, and we're all looking at it. But to be able to come along somebody and say, you are loved and forgiven, and that God has a plan for you. And, and think about I always thought about this. So anybody who's had sex before marriage, you know, imagine how amazing it is when you actually have sex within marriage, realizing, wow, God, this is, this is how it was supposed to be. Yeah. Like you get to compare it, not that like not physically. I'm not talking that way, but like you have a greater probably recognition of how good it is in marriage because you know what it was without, and so you have been blessed by that perspective. Now, real talk: when you get into marriage, it, there will be some baggage that goes with it. That's unavoidable. Now, everybody has baggage. Mm-hmm. Yours just happens to have that attached to it. Mine had family abuse when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like we all are bringing gunk into our marriage. Do not hide it. Like you said, be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of marriage is I have a queen who I can bring my filthiest of rags. I can bring my worst thoughts. And she loves me. 
She pursues me, she accepts me, and she forgives me. And then she moves on with me. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you don't really get that outside of marriage because there's not the commitment and not the trust. So that, yeah, that was good. good. How about the lack of insecurities? <sighs> Insecurity is rampant in everybody. And that probably kills a lot of marriages is if people get married too quickly, a lot of times they haven't necessarily been their full self. Yeah. I always say, so I, this happens a lot, unfortunately, in Christian circles is we don't want to have sex, we don't want to have sex, don't want to have sex before marriage, so let's just get married. Ooh. It's like, what? <laughs> like, your, your penis will still be here in a couple months. Like, you'll still be able to do this in a year or so. Like, but they rush into this to relieve a temptation, mm. which means you didn't have control. If you didn't have self-control before marriage, don't think it magically appears in marriage. Wow. It's not, right? So my wife and I, there's multiple insecurities that I had with my wife that I had never told anybody. Right? Like, it's not fun telling a woman, hey, I looked at pornography and masturbated for the last seven years. Yeah. Right? Like, people are like, why would you say that? Because I love my wife. Yeah. And I don't want to sh- hide things from her. That's an insecurity. She... <laughs> Newsflash, I'm bald. But I was <laughs> my insecurity, I started losing my hair when I was with my wife, and I was like, oh, shoot, I better lock this up quick. Like, <laughs> I, better, I better marry her before I have no cue ball. So. Were you bald when you guys were dating? No, like little stuff. Like I started feeling it going, and I was like, mm, we got we to gotta get this taken care of. We got to get her. But then, like, simple as that. Like, I opened up to my wife about an insecurity about losing my hair. That was, I know that sounds so petty, and it is vain. It is vain. But, like, it was real for me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. women, most women, and not putting my wife's full front street out there, but, like, women struggle with body image. Yep. My wife has confided in me in insecurities about her body. And, again, as a man, I'm like, what insecurity? That's nice. Like, <laughs> but she, it's real to her. So keeping each other in tune with your insecurities, there has to be ultimate trust established yeah. there. And it's difficult to do that. Unless there has been time spent together, commitment to each other, love and trust with each other. But the, the insecurities, man, I have never opened up to anybody like I have my wife. Yeah. And that's safe. And that is sex. That's love. That is. That's romance. Yeah. Right? There we go. There it is. It's a circle. Love is a circle. It is. <laughs> not a triangle. It's not a triangle. It's a circle. Movie quotes. Hope Chuck and Larry. Yes. Now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> What else, gentlemen? Honestly, Justin kind of covered this question I had, but I think God is just so creative when he talks about sexual immorality in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Because I I was talking to one of my teammates about it last night, and I was just like, how creative of God to not just come out and give us a list, right? Because we're always going to try to find a way to make it our own or to... But what if? Like, what about this? Touch the boob, right? Yep. Like, I wanted to know. It says, <laughs> refrain from sexual immorality. Not even a hint. Right? Right? I was like, <clears throat> And there's a, there's a piece, I, th- I think it's in Exodus, I'm not sure, but in the Old Testament, I, w- I like the contrast between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Old Testament, they wanted lists. They yeah. wanted rules. They Religion. didn't want a relationship. Yeah. Religion. Right? And then Jesus comes and flips around his head, and he says, I'm not getting away with the law. But I'm showing y'all it's a relationship. Know me. Know my heart and you won't have as many questions. Yeah. To the point where in the Old Testament, I, 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 don't, I don't want to misquote this. So this is, this is me trying to remember. But I thought there was even a piece where it's like, you know, don't sleep with your 
second cousin. Don't sleep with your father's wife. Don't sleep. like they go through all these. Don't sleep with a donkey. Like yeah. it's nuts. And like I always thought that that was God showing his sense of humor. He's like, y'all want a list? Get a pen. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm about to go through these ridiculous things that some of y'all have done. <laughs> And, but it still didn't matter because no matter how long of a list God could give us, yeah. people would be like, well, what about this? So, yeah. Or, so you're saying side boob. Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. want to know every way around it. No, 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 no. Why? See how close you can get. God says not a hint. If my wife says, I don't even want a hint of this in my house, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going up to me and like, well, what about? No, I'm not, yeah. I'm not asking for clarification because I love my wife. I have a relationship with her, so I understand what she is getting at, what she means by that. So why would I flirt with something that I know she wants me nowhere near? Right? Christ loves us more than anything ever in the world. And that's crazy because I, I have three kids now. Yeah. And that's my babies. I have my wife. Like, the love you experience with your family is so indescribable. And then you sit back and go, and God loves me more. And Jesus wants me more than I want my wife. That's passionate, man. That's pursuant, and that's the God we serve, and that's what motivates us to live lives like this. Not a legalistic checklist, not to make other people happy, not even to make yourself happy. My God, my Jesus, my Savior is pursuing me daily. I have no response to his love but to love others and love him back. That's good stuff. <laughs> that's heavy. It's good, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is good. Yeah. All right. Justin, you got any more questions? Matt? Um, yeah, any, like, last things, any last, like, advice or... I will say this. There is one thing, because I thought about this. My brother-in-law is one of my best friends, and he's a single guy, young, good-looking kid, been pursued by women, like you two as well. They're beautiful. <laughs> he always... A lot of times, young men want to be married, especially yeah. young Christian men. And two things, three things about that that I wanted to hint, hit on, and then we'll end, Okay. One, don't wish for the next stage. You will never have this much freedom in your life. It's it's 100% true. Take it from a man who's four stages ahead. Like, you're never going to have this much freedom. Use that as a joyous time. Yeah. Now, now again, don't be selfish necessarily. But if you want to go travel a little bit, now's the time to do it. Again, I understand finances can get in the way. But, like, you don't have to check with anybody. You have the freedom. You're a young man. Go travel. You want to go serve people. Mm. To serve to serve now if I want to, I either have to leave my wife with the three kids, you know, so she's sacrificing. Not that it's terrible. Like, it takes so much to coordinate serving now in my stage of life. Yeah. You guys, as long as you're not working or have class, all right, I'm going to go do this. Like, it, there's so much of an opportunity at this stage of life using your freedom for yourselves and for God's glory that you will never have again in your life. What a wonderful perspective. Don't wish this stage away. Seize it and use it and love it. Two, um, learn more about who you are. Yeah. yeah like, good. if you're going to be someone's spiritual leader or, you know, evenly yoked with someone, man, you better be, how well do you want your wife yoked? Then you better get yoked. Like buff. <laughs> yeah. I won't mess with you. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm, clear, like, I'm talking scripture and what's on a cow. Okay. <laughs> but no, oh, like, my bad. My you want to, however good or, you know, what you're looking for in a wife, are you what they would be looking for? Know who you are in Christ. 
just saturate yourself with his scriptures. Pray over him and learn who God is. And the more you learn about him, the more you learn about yourself. And you won't have this much time to learn about yourself either. Mm. Trying to think. There was one other thing I had written down. I would just say this. Being a young man, the toughest thing for me was sexual temptation. And it was, I felt like it dominated my mind. Dominated my thoughts. And I felt like, God, this sucks. I just felt like that all the time. And then keep in mind, I had an addiction to pornography. So it wasn't necessarily that I only struggled when I had opportunities with women. I had struggles when I was alone. And so I felt like I was nonstop white knuckling. And I kept trying to not do this, not do this. The earlier you can understand that Christ has created you to live a life of seizing opportunities, not refusing opportunities, the better. That's a piece of knowing who you are. But when I was younger, a younger man, I wish I would have spent much more time looking for ways to thrive following Christ instead of looking at ways to deny flesh to follow Christ. Mm. It's, it's almost as if playing not to lose instead of playing to win. To win. Mm. Right? Like, it's such a different mind shift and a perspective. It's just like avoiding sexual immorality with your significant other rather than just checking the box like religion. Yep. Yeah. And seize opportunities to see God move, see God work. And, <laughs> this sounds weird, but be vulnerable before marriage a little bit. Yeah. Get brothers around you. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever met a guy who's has no friends who's battling pornography? No, because he's over there looking at pornography. Like, <laughs> you, unless you have people around you. Mm. You know, if you have guys who are struggling with their significant other at the time, you need to come around them and help them, support them. And again, not in a judgmental way. Love has to be established, but, you know, how are you and your girl doing? Hey, man, I saw you went out this night, last weekend. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Did you keep it pure? You know what I mean? And, and asking that from a position of love and concern is almost always received. When you come up to people like, did you sleep again? Did you go? Did you have sex? Like, that negative accountability has to be removed. Has to be removed. But being a young man before marriage is not easy. But it is also wonderful. Seize that opportunity. like it. Well, Matt, thanks for yeah coming on. Yeah, absolutely. On today. Sorry if I rambled much. No, no that was good. That was good stuff. Appreciate y'all having me.